0: Yes, Factor Fam, we are back. It is another day, another story, another chance. Um, make yourselves known who's here, who's here right now, who's in the building. Who's in the building? I just got a haircut, so I'm now checking it out. Could do this part a bit, but it will do. Evan, Sharok, Ariam, yes! Ah! <coughs> Excuse me. But it is the 30 Days of Dedication today. And it is day 29. And oh my God, it's the second last one. So I appreciate Rory, Amar, Yike, and Sharok, and all you guys who have come to the 30 Days of Dedication. We're nearing the end. But it's not over. It's not over. It is not over. Um, Today we're going to be talking about my story. And if you want to know what haircut I've got, it's called the Corby haircut. Um, just make sure you go to your hairdresser and ask for Corby haircut, Corby, the Corby. And if your hairdresser says, well, what is Corby? What is the Corby haircut? Then go to C Stimmer on Instagram, C-S-T-I-M-M-E-R, Corby Stimmer on Instagram. Um, and you'll find his hairstyle. You can just point to him and say, look, this is the Corby hairstyle. I want this one. Give it to me. And, you know, you may be a girl or a boy or whatever, but, you know, I think this this haircut, it suits in, in all different circumstances. So copy and paste, man. Sure. hundred percent. One thousand percent. And thank you for the hearts, I think. Andre? Andre Stone? Oh, Andre, yes. Hello. Yeshu, Joseph, Crow, Yefa, Ibrahim, uh andia zve Niha gb what up guys what's up and um thank you for throwing your likes thank you for throwing your likes today is a topic of the day today is going to be about um my story now (coughs) what is it about my story is, and I'm changing the title right now, it is my story from amateur to pro level in 24 months. Um, If you want to access what I'm talking about, then just go to the the link in the Instagram bio, because this is about to get really warm. So let's go. Um, This is a presentation, guys. I shared it many times before, but I have not shared it in a while. And um, it's always good to to do these things again. (laughs) Today is about the topic of how I got from amateur um, amateur to pro level football in twenty four months. Mm. This is about how I came from from the bottom tiers of football, the very the very worst parts. I was very bad into the, the pro level, going for professional tryouts, going for um, opportunities at the at the highest levels um, national team, etc. And, um, I'm going to tell you about how that happens. I'm going to tell you about how that's relevant to you and how you can apply the same things. Um, because this is for parents, players, coaches for any age or ability. This is for every motivated player who wants to know what does it take? Well, let's get into it because this is the true story. Now guys, um, my name is Nick Humphries, by the way. And if you don't know me, when I was 11 years old, this is a picture of me taken at the webcam. Um, if you can't see it right now, well, it's a picture of me looking very, very young. But this is me before my one of my first tryouts, uh, under-12s tryout. Um, I was being looked at to to get in the under-12s Division one side of my local club. And what happened? Well, I went to tryouts. Coach said I was not good enough. And um, coach said, you're not going to play in Division 1 this year, Nick. You're going to play in Division 2. And when he said, you're going to play in Division 2, I was like, well, you're going to tell me that in I'm Division 2 in Canberra, Australia, which was my state, Canberra, Australia, okay? Australia is a small footballing nation in in comparativeness to the rest of the world, um, but especially Canberra, because Canberra's small. You've got Division 1, Division 2, Division 3 um, – or well, let's say Division 3, 2, 1, state, and then national, but they're putting me in Division 2. These players were bad. We're talking about players. Many of them may not even know what Cristiano Ronaldo's first name is. You know, um, Division 3 were you know kind of the gamers. Maybe they play Fortnite, and then their parents force them to go out and do something. So they are in Division 3. But Division 2 was like, you know, just like, not like, you know, oh God, that, the, blah. it just wasn't division one. It wasn't state. It wasn't national. It wasn't with the serious, serious players. So I was like, wow, man, like how are you put me in this team? But anyway, I thought I was good. Apparently the coaches thought I wasn't. Millions were better than me at the time. But what happened when I was 15? Well, from age 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, I just treated football as a hobby, simply as a hobby. That was all it was for me. And um, when I was 15, I flew over to Europe from Australia. And my dad got this job in Hungary. So we started living in, in Budapest in Europe. And um, here's me at my first Chelsea game. Very great. Um, I, I saw how different people were living in Europe. I, I saw the culture. I saw how passionate people were at football. You see a picture of me here right now. I'm, I'm a small boy. Uh, you see girls are in the team with me. You see little kids and you, you think, okay, this boy He's just a boy playing football, but obviously not good enough to play, the, play at the highest levels. Um, then I started reading this book. It's called The Magic of Thinking Big. The Magic of Thinking Big inspired me so much. It inspired me so much that I started dreaming. What is it like going to be walking out the tunnel? What is it like playing in front of packed stadiums? What is it like, you know, in the Champions League final Um with Barcelona and and Man United and and being one of the players there. What is it like, Pac-Stadion? Stadium? is it like? The the camaraderie, the lifestyle aspect. What what is that like? What is that like to shake hands every day with Didier Drogba or Sean Wright Phillips or whatever, and just be like, yeah, bro, I'm training. This is my life. I'm a footballer. And this is a lot of fun. Um, Joey Barton. Same thing with that. I was like, this is a picture of Joey Barton, but He was in the boot room, like, and he'd have his boots there with him. And it's just like, you can take the boots and then go out and train. I was like, wow. So in the boot room, like, to have that as part of a professional lifestyle, awesome. I dreamt of the top facilities. And I had this moment where I was like, all right, I want to become a professional footballer. So I started this blog. I started documenting my journey. And I, I was writing in my blog at the time, like, yeah, I can make it. I can do this. I realized I can make it. I have the will to succeed. I just need to dream big to achieve my goal of football pro. And back then, Nick had like nothing, right? Nick had limited ability, no connections. He had millions and millions and millions of kids better than him with tens of thousands already playing at the, the top youth academies. And he um, and had friends and family occasionally himself thinking, you are absolutely crazy, my friend, to achieve to attempt, attempt this. What are you doing? Focus on school, focus on your grades. Do not focus on this football thing. Are you mad? But I kept going. And I had that desire and belief. I had that hunger. Started creating my, my first couple of training sessions. I thought, okay, if the pros are training more, I need to be training more. I need to be training, you know, instead of two, tra- t- two three, two, Team trainings a week, I'm going to be training five. um, So including two individual trainings. I kept going, Monday schedule, Tuesday schedule, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday schedule, kept going with it, kept going with it, kept making my schedules. In my blog, I was posting like motivational content that I would find, that I would watch and I'd repost it to my blog and be like, guys, I think that Will Smith video is the most valuable video I think I'll ever watch. And that was that. Um, six months later, I thought I was good enough to now, you know, try and get a trial somewhere, professional trial. I've been doing six months of solid training, so I should be able to get an opportunity somewhere, right? So I sent like a hundred emails to different teams, a hundred emails to different teams. Hey, Avishka, hey, Sinmoy, hey, you Yu, Kashwak, hey, you guys. By the way, if you're liking this, hit the hearts. I appreciate that. Um, I, I began sending 50 emails, all right, um, hundred emails to different professional teams in England, in Europe. I didn't get any back, but one back the one that I did get back was from AFC Wimbledon. AFC Wimbledon was in League One of um of uh, League One of England. And this is the actual email. He said, Morning fellas, sorry sorry in taking so long to get back to you. It would still like to try for AFC Wimbledon. Could you please ring me? So this guy he gets hundreds of emails about people trialing, wanting to for, play for AFC Wimbledon. But the academy manager, he said, Nick, why don't you come along? So I, of course I did. I said, all right, this is an opportunity for me. But after three days at AFC Wimbledon, after flying to London, after trying to make it happen there, it didn't work. It didn't work. Um, the coach said, look, you're just not exceptional. You're maybe a little bit in the, you know, standard, in the standard there, the, the players, but you're not in the high bracket. You are not, Nick. You are absolutely not in the high standard bracket at all, my friend. You've got to do better. And that's what we, we kind of did, right? So that, that's what I found out. Started writing down the strengths and the weaknesses of how I felt about that trial. Hey, and 97. Good to see you again. Um, and I wrote down the strengths and weaknesses. I said, all right, the coach thinks I'm there with the standard of players, but I'm not exceptional. So what did I do? I wrote down my strengths, wrote down my weaknesses. I hustled down on my strengths, got better on my weaknesses. I said, I need to step it up. So I did. I stepped it up. I, I, I read um, At this time, I read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And in Outliers, I found out that in order to achieve your dreams, in order to become a world class athlete, to reach your full potential, you need to train 20 hours a week for 10 years, 20 hours a week for 10 years. That is the 10,000 hour rule. And that's what I did, I thought, all right, okay, I've trained maybe 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 hours, but I'm many thousand, thousands of hours away off from my full potential. So what does that mean to me? I have to work harder, I have to up my training to 20 hours a week. And that's exactly what I started doing, started training more, started working more. This is me training at the field, didn't matter if it was rain, sunshine or snow. I kept going. My backyard, right? My parents were angry at me about my my gar- the, about the garden because we're ruining the lawn. But I said, "Mom and Dad, I need to I need to focus on this. This is my dream. I need to work. I need to put in the hours." And So I kept looking for trials. I wanted to get feedback on my strengths and my weaknesses. And the next part really tested me, okay? Because I was like looking for feedback on my strengths and weaknesses. I wanted to test myself. I was doing all this training 20 hours a week for 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 maybe six months, a year, over a year at this point. And so I had this time period where okay, in in um I, I started going for many trials. All right. Actually around at this time, April, May period. April, I had a trial, my first trial again, um at Russian and Diamonds. Um, coach said, What else are you good at? Um, May I had another trial Coach said no phone call back actually I got no phone call back I had another trial in that same month in May he said I got no phone call back and in these matches some of these matches especially one of them I scored a goal I made an assist but nothing happened I got no phone call back by the way, please say yes or say like yes you know this has happened to me if it 's happened to you so I can we can interact we can bounce off each other so say yes if it 's happened to you and say yes if you've ever been in this mode, in this picture, right? This is a picture. You're in prayer hands and you think to yourself, oh, my God, am I in over my head for attempting this? Am I crazy? Should I still keep going? You know, is this worth it right now? Is this worth it right now? You know? And, and Rory is saying yes. Shah Rukh is saying yes. All you guys is, is, is saying Yes and that's what I was in. I thought like, maybe I'm in over my head. Maybe I shouldn't try. Maybe I should just stop while I'm at it. But I said, all right, I'm going to be patient. I know this is going to be a road, a journey of ups and downs. I'm going to just keep working my strengths until my strengths are better than, better than the professionals. Um, I'm going to improve my weaknesses. So I'm, I'm at least my weaknesses are there in the standard of what it takes to be pro. All right. Because if my heading, ability is is awful. Well, it may be awful, but I still need it to be good enough to to be able to control the ball with my head or something because every professional knows how to control the ball with their head. It's just natural. Um, 10,000 hours is what I kept at, right? And kept going, kept going, kept getting back on my feet. I thought, right, let's go, let's go. 20 hours a week, I kept training. At this time, I started downloading and analyzing hundreds and hundreds of games um, I looked at body positions of players. I, everything you see in the train effective game brain right now is what I was doing. And I was doing all that. Six months later, um, I started getting smarter. I was definitely getting way better physically and technically. And I put out this video. So Nick Humphrey's player highlight video for trials and scholarships. And I put out this video online. It got, it got some views. But those views... Um, uh, the the video I sent out to college coaches, and that video demonstrated that yeah I was good enough to play at that U.S. college level. So I went from zero to U.S. college level, and these are the actual screenshots of emails right now. All right, I started getting scholarship offers. I started getting um, d- yeah different offers from coaches in the in the U.S. I actually got like 10, 10 scholarship offers. A couple were full tuition. And that, that was over $100,000 offered to me in scholarships alone. So I thought, all right, within the space of 12 months, I've gone from zero to something. I can make something out of this game. And that same year, okay, I was invited to, to train with the under 17 Australian national team. Someone in the Australian national team, the coach had seen my video, thought I was good enough to come and train with a team. And so I did. Um, and, and I, I had my national team tryout if you guys are on Demio right now you can see these, these are the actual emails of the tryout um, the coach is saying you're welcome 28th of December training starts at this time this time and this time please report this time at the football office Jan Versailen, for by the way you can google him um, he was at the on the Australian national team at the time um, he, uh, he coached some big clubs. He played himself. So I thought, all right, this is a great opportunity. I'm gonna be training with the Australian national team. Before I was nothing, I was zero. So this is the schedule we got. It's it listed what was Monday training, Tuesday training, Wednesday training, Thursday training, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I thought, all right, this is a professionals <laughs> training schedule. Um, so they had the Friday, Saturday match against Perth Glory for the for the um what what's that, the kickoff, eleven o'clock against Perth Glory in the National Youth League. I thought right these are good players these are the these are the top in Australia and I came in and training I was shaking everyone's hand and I was like wow this is the kind of stuff that I dreamt of shaking hands with the best players all these players that were in that Australian national team they'd come from all over the country to be at that training center in in um in Australia so I thought like yes I'm one of the elite here by training with them but we saw in training it's a different level higher the balls were great. The pitch was amazing. The coaches were great. Um, and I had three days there, three very good days, right? And it was very good for me. I had I had a great time, great experience. I could test myself against the best in Australia. And just, just about a year, year and a half before that, I would never have thought that, oh, I, I could do that. But here I was, here I was, right? And um, I was in the changing room. And Jan Vasalin and Gary Van Agmon go to me. They say, Nick, you're a good player. Have you heard of Mustafa Amini or Tommy Orr? Here's you and here's them. And he was he was, he was was indicating with his hands, here's you and here's them. Amini ended up playing for Borussia Dortmund. Tommy Orr ended up playing for Australia in the, in the World Cup. Amini, I think he, he plays for Randers in, Den, in Norway or Denmark right now. Um, and he was indicating with his hands. And I was like, all right, I understand that. But then the next thing he said really caught me off guard because he was like, Nick, I suggest you play for an A-league club. And I was like, Jan, did you just say I could play for an A-league club? Like, what do you mean? I can play for an A-league club? So you think I can play professionally? He said, yeah. And my stock rose man and in that dressing room i left not making the national team but i left with them saying yeah you can play probably in the national youth league or the 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 a league clubs and i was like all right awesome awesome so when you don't make the team you just like you don't give up you just ask for feedback you think what can you do better what can you work on and that's exactly what i did so i kept going I told the coach, all right, thank you for the time. Thank you for the opportunity. And I kept working, no doubt, 20 hours a week on there, at the pitch, lunch, afternoon, every day, training, training. At this time, I met John Moses. John Moses, one of the OGs, right? He's my mentor. He's someone I met 10 years ago. I recommend you guys to find a mentor, find your coach who can help you reach that next level. And this is what John Moses did. did. Um, I was doing all this training on my own. I realized I need to kick it up a notch, another extra 20%. So I thought, okay, I'm with John Moses. He's gonna he's gonna help me reach my full potential. So here we are at the worst of fields, all right? Working, training. Um, I learned about the importance of intensity. He was raising my game, that extra 20, 30% with his fitness drills, with his motivation, with his exercises. At the same time, I was downloading hundreds and hundreds of games watching them back looking at what different players did looking at Ronaldo's movement looking at all these different players movement and thinking all right how can I be as good as them how can I integrate what they're doing into my game I kept doing that kept doing that and then John Moses got me a trial to a professional Hungarian second division club I thought okay this is a professional opportunity I came rocked up to the club coaches, um, and staff and and presidents and stuff sitting around the table. And I thought, okay, this is my chance. And I thought, okay, they're looking at me because they want, they want to see what I can do. So I'm like very intimidated at this point, but the coach comes up to me and he says, I want a player on the, on, on the level of a starting 11 player, a starting a level player On the level of youth national team players, I need you at that level. And I was thinking to myself, okay, I didn't make the Australian national team like nine months ago, but Hungary, I think is a little bit better than Australia, but you're telling me that I need to be as good as them? So I was like, all right, I just got to show what I can do. And that's what we did. I had a very good week of training. Coach starts me in the friendly match on that week. And guys, guess what? I had the best match of my life. I scored a goal. I scored the first goal of the match. Um, I was on fire. I was firing in assists. I was doing all that. We ended up winning the game. I think it was 2-0, 2-1 or something like that. And um, or, or maybe it was 1-0. I think it was 1-0. Yeah, 1-0. And, um, and that was it, guys. I had a great game, scored. I lasted the last, the full 90 minutes. Coach kept me on for full 90 minutes. I thought, all right, this is amazing. So what happened, coach brings me on into his office. I knock, yeah, what's up coach? This is the day after the game. Coach is having a few meetings with players. I thought, our coach, how's it going? He's like, oh, Nick, sit down, sit down on my chair. He says, Nick, um, we want you to to be a part of this club be part of this team, I thought, wow, okay. I got offered a contract to play at the professional level because I never gave up. In that prayer hands moment, I thought to myself, I can keep going. 20 hours a week of training. I did all these things and I made it there, pro level. Got offered that contract. What happened in the end? I got there. And this is what I mean, guys. Everything that I preach to you guys is the truth. It's not made up. It's not just... You know, just BS. It's there for a reason. It's there for a reason, it's there for a reason. I say all these things for a reason because it's true. It's true, guys. 100%. I thought, okay, I went back to like what I was thinking I was like, all right, I didn't end up taking that offer. I thought I could play, go back to Australia, play there. Ended up playing in Australia, ended up playing, getting money, ended up playing back in Holland, um, played in Switzerland, played in all these teams. And I trained myself like uh, like a scientist. I continuously researched, I planned, I asked, I trialed, and I tested the most effective ways to become a better player in the least amount of time. And I trained myself to a level where I got paid to play and compete um, with, the, with the players with players. Plays at the best youth academies. And that's why you see everything we do with Train Effective, that's it. We preach the 10,000 hour rule. We preach extra training. We preach all these guys, we preach the best what they do. Alexi Sanchez running laps of the field. Um, we talk about Ronaldo putting the ankle weights on his feet. We talk about Lukaku um, analyzing hours and hours of footage every single week himself. And that's what Train Effective is all about, you know? Writing notes, reflecting, and always doing your best, always going. And that's what it's always been about with everything I talk about in the 30-day dedication, everything we talk about that, you know, it starts with my story, it starts with all of that. And you can achieve your dreams. care, Evan, Hussain, Juan Pablo, um, Tadiwa, all you guys, you can reach your, your dreams. Um, Sinmoy, P- PMSL, Mario. Anybody who's listening to the podcast, anybody's watching this webinar right now, anybody who's stumbled across this content, you can reach your dreams. You can reach your dreams. i say it one more time. You can achieve your dreams. You are the master of your destiny. But all you have to do is be ready to ride it out for years and years face rejection, face your fears, face the toughest challenges that you'll ever experience in your life. And if you think you're up for that challenge, you think you can do that, you think you can really hold that down, hold that together, and you're willing to ride the ups and downs, willing willing to trust the process to keep going, then you can make it far, mate. You will achieve your dream. um, If you keep going, if you keep going for years, but only if you're willing to be dedicated, only if you're putting, able, you're willing to put in the work ethic that 0.01% of people put in. And that's not many people. Can you do it? Can you work towards your dream like that? It's not meant for everyone. Because you have to put an unbelievable amount of work ethic into it. Can you do it? I think you can, but everybody's different. Everybody's got their own motivations. If we've talked about this in the 30 days of dedication, If your motivation is to play play for money and to get cars and women and men, I don't know if you're a girl, uh, like whatever your motivation is, then this is not for you. You have to love the game. You have to love the game with so much passion, with so much heart, that you will do anything, anything to make it, my friend. And if you're willing to do that, you can go far. All right? That's it. And that's my inspiration for the day. Hopefully I've motivated you in some way. Let's take one or two questions and let's call it a wrap for the day 29 of the 30 days of dedication. Um, thank you, Yike. <clears throat> in, those, in the video it says you're British, then how did the Australian national youth coach co- contact you? Um, because I'm Australian as well. I'm Australian from Australia. And I also had a British passport, lucky enough to have a European passport, which is how you play in Europe if you're not European. Who has the best open trials, PFSA or UK football trials? Um, PFSA, um, but you have to read the guide on open trials, my friend, go to help.traineffective.com, search open trials, and you'll look at my perspective, my full perspective on what I think about open trials. It's a very tricky path um, and you have to read that. And you have to also rewatch the 30 days of dedication I think I said it somewhere in days five, six, seven, eight, nine, something like that, where I talked about open trials um, because there's a lot of things you have to know about that, all right, if you're going to succeed. Do you have any, any examples of players at the highest levels that were not talented as kids? Uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you examples of players that made it them when they were late, Sindhre. Um, Look at Jamie Vardy. Look at Jay Demerit, Look at Ian Wright. Look at, there's so many players who weren't stars at a young age. Look at Didier Jogba. Look at Luca Tony, Look at Miroslav Klose. Look at um, Riyad Mahrez. Look at all these players. They weren't superstars when they are 15 years old. They grew into that. Um, and if you want the best guide, the best guide of all these people that made it late, then what you got to do is search Nick Humph, late bloomers, late bloomers. Search that in Google you'll find um, a very, very good um, presentation on that. Very good um, article on 20 people that made it late. If you had dual nationality, who would you play for? USA or England? I'm from Australia, so... Um, but if it was Australia or England, i play for Australia. Um, yeah. And if it was you, then you, you play for what comes from your heart, my friend. You don't play because one's cooler you play for who would you want to play who would you want to represent on this shirt right here america or england who are you here because for me i, ne- I like i got a british passport but like i'm australian through and through so um australia will be my be my thing you know and maybe australia is not as uh, not not as a good team but but I grew up watching Australia. I grew up with some of my heroes being Australian. And some of them were British too, like David Beckham, like Rio Ferdinand, like um, Frank Lampard, Joe Cole. But I also grew up with Tim Cahill, Mark Viduca, Scott Chipperfield, um, you know, all these guys. So Mark Schwarzer, but, um, but I always felt connection to the Australian team. I wanted Australia to win. Yeah. All right guys, that was my um my day 29 and 30 days of dedication, guys. Woo, tomorrow is the last days of the 30 days of dedication. I'm sad, but we we've talked about the 30 days of dedication. Hussein will miss it. Sharok will miss it. You guys will miss it. I'm so sorry to hear that, but think about how much you've learned over the last 30 days and how much you're hopefully applying now. That's what it's always been about my guys. So that's what we're going to do. Last question. Omar T. Mossa says the upcoming tournament will be, will be in front of scouts. Is that a yearly event? Um, It's something we just started with the in-residence program. Uh, We don't know if we're going to be doing it next year, but for sure this year you are going to be playing in front of scouts and you are going to have the chance to live in the effective house for a few weeks. Um, that's the in-residence showcase over running over July and August this summer. So, Tariwa says you won't miss it. Well, Tadiwa, you're just not going to miss it because you won't have to wake up at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. every day. <laughs> but stay dedicated, my friend, and keep doing your thing. Guys, you know what the two words are? 30 days dedication. Stay effective. One, Pablo, yes, you can make it if you work hard 20 hours a week and you do your thing. What? Sindra, stay effective. Everybody, stay effective and keep doing your thing, all right? Peace, love, and prosperity to all. This is what we gotta do. Woo! Three, two, one. No, it's not coming yet. 30 days of dedication, 30 days of dedication. Clap your hands, effective fan hey 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 clap your hands effective fam woo woo yeah yeah it's the it's the day 29 of the 30 days of dedication unfortunately it is ending but we still dedicated whatever you say whatever the weather rain or sunshine we are effective fan in the fine weather in whatever weather whether it's sun or rain or sunshine, we keep going. Woo! See you later, guys.